Welcome to the Tech in the Car podcast. My name is Oliver from Tech in the Car, and Tech in the Car is a YouTube channel about technology in cars with reviews of cars, how they work, all the tech inside them, and maybe even the occasional gadget review extra as well as a surprise. Today's podcast, I'm going to talk to you about electric cars, in particular the Citroen EC4, which I've done quite a few reviews about and videos, and also the Honda E, which I'm working on right now. So we're going to go electric on this episode. Don't forget to go and visit the YouTube channel, www.youtube.com forward slash tech in the car to make sure that you don't miss any of the newest videos. Hit subscribe, like my videos, and if you have any questions, please comment below. Let's get into it. Let's start by talking about the Citroen EC4. So I've done a full review, I've done a infotainment guide, I've also done the top five features of the EC4, I've done a how to plug it into an electric charger video, and I've also done a range video which is going out the same day as this podcast. I've also done quite a few YouTube shorts as well. For anybody wondering what a YouTube short is, it's a new thing from YouTube, trying to basically compete with TikTok, adding 30 seconds roughly vertical or square videos which are meant to just give you a little preview or maybe show you something cool so there are some shorts on it as well of the heads up display of me putting my doggy in the car and you know other cool things that i've looked at as well so plenty of videos on the ec4 on the channel First off, let me start by saying a big thank you to Wilmoth Citroen Eastbourne for lending me the Citroen EC4 for all my videos. They've also let me take out the new C3 and also the C5 hybrid and hopefully there'll be more Citroens coming as well. They've been really accommodating, so a big thank you to them. And a big thank you to Honda UK PR. They are the ones that gave me the Honda E, so a big thank you to them as well. So let's talk about the Citroen EC4 first of all. So the EC4 is about the size of a Golf or a Ford Focus, but it's got a raised stance. It looks like an SUV, and indeed, if you didn't know differently, you would think it was an SUV, but it's not. It is a front-wheel drive car, which is basically, like I said, the same size as a typical hatchback. But because of its raised stance, it looks a lot more unique and a lot cooler and a lot more interesting than standard hatchbacks and one of the things i like about the design here is citroen's move to all led front lights on previous models some of them had halogen bulbs which were looking a bit outdated if i'm honest but these new led looks amazing how is the ec4 to drive well it's really comfortable with that raised height that stance it's able to handle even the bumpiest roads without you really feeling any of those bumps and that ride quality and that comfort is a result of the progressive hydraulic suspension system that citroen have developed they developed the ec4 for comfort and it definitely feels very very comfortable and the car has 217 miles of wltp range that's not quite what i got in my testing but as per any car range is dependent on the way you drive it the weather conditions how you've charged it and many other factors so range should not be the number one factor to take into consideration when deciding what car to buy 
I would have no problem recommending the EC4 or indeed the Honda E to anybody that was after a car that I've reviewed and I've really liked and range should not be the factor which determines it. So evdatabase.uk seems to be a great resource for information about average ranges and charging information and lots of other little facts which you might want to check. So 217 miles WLTP range, I got approximately, I would say 150 to 170 miles in my testing, which you'll see in my video. The real range estimation on that website is 155 in cold weather city driving, 110 cold weather highway or motorway driving, and 130 miles combined cold weather. So that's what this website reports. That's not necessarily based on what you will encounter, but it gives you a good idea. And I think with any electric car, and when we talk about Honda E, we're gonna come to the same conclusion, is that the range is a lot lower than you would actually expect. This is not a negative thing. This is really a problem with the WLTP reporting, which was meant to basically fix the emission problems which VW had. And really WLTP hasn't done a great job in solving those problems. You still have very different real world distances and ranges than you do the manufacturer estimates. But you know, it's the same with my own car, my Audi RS3 is meant to do 35 miles per gallon. I can tell you it does not do 35 miles per gallon. The only time I can get even close to that is if I'm sitting on a motorway at 70 miles an hour with a cruise control on. Around the city, around the town, it's probably more like nine, if I'm lucky, miles per gallon. So there's a big difference between what manufacturers and what governments suggest might be your real range to what they actually are. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't like those cars. It doesn't mean they should put you off those cars. It just means that range should not be the deciding factor of what you want to get in an electric car. Of course, it needs to be able to handle your needs for transportation, but it shouldn't be a question of this car's range isn't enough for that one exceptional time I go somewhere. It should be a factor to take into consideration along with all the other factors as well as the cost of the car, the features of the car, the comfort of the car, the size of the car, whatever else you need to know when you're deciding which car to buy. Big credit goes to Citroen for the thoughtfulness they put into designing this car and to the features they added in the car. For example, you're sitting there, you're charging your car, well wouldn't it be great if you could use your tablet and have somewhere to put it? Well, they included a tablet stand and a tablet drawer so you can watch your tablet really, really easily just sitting in a car without any issues at all. What about fitting your phone into the charging tray? Well, no problems. It's a nice wide open charging tray with no height or width restrictions that are going to cause a problem. I was able to fit my iPhone 12 Pro Max, which is very big and very wide, and also my Galaxy Z Fold 2, sorry, Z Fold 2, into the same space, even though that's a much thicker phone being a folding phone. I haven't been able to do that with any other cars at all, and that is a big thoughtful decision by Citroen that they've taken to make sure that that will actually work. Are there any negatives? Sure, there are negatives. There's negatives in every car. There are little things which everyone leaves out, but nothing major, nothing which really would have 
got in my way and told me that I shouldn't go for this car. I want to be a great believer in the positivity of cars, not look at the negative sides. Look at all the benefits and the things which it brings you if you decide to go for that car and not think about the negative things which it lacks or misses. Does that mean it's not objective? No, of course not. It just means that I'm trying to look at the things which people are going to love in the cars that they drive. And the EC4 is definitely a car that you will love to drive. It's comfortable. It's relaxing to drive. It's got all the latest safety features. As a gadget lover, it's got an amazing heads up display, which I really, really love. And it's just really relaxing and easy to drive. And at no point did I have any range anxiety going from London and back again covering over 120 miles in one go and what happens if you need to charge it no problem zero to 80 percent in half an hour and then you know it probably takes you another half an hour to get that last 20 percent with all these electric cars i would generally say that you really want to optimize for 80 percent only charge with 80 percent because doing another 20 percent isn't worth it unless you have a smaller battery in which case just like the honda e i might suggest doing it to 100 percent because every mile count of course it depends where you're driving and what you're doing i really am a big fan of the citroen ec4 and i would suggest that anybody who is interested in the car watches my videos and then goes and checks one out for real and don't forget to visit will moss citroen esport Let's talk about the Honda E now. The Honda E is an eye-catching car. Now the Citroen EC4 is a really good looking car and definitely something which you can enjoy looking at. But the Honda E is like, if you imagine having a Ferrari or a Lamborghini and driving down the road, everybody looks at it because it is so unique. It is a combination of retro and futuristic at the same time and it's eye-catching. And eye-catching really doesn't do it justice to the amount of attention this car gets even though nobody can hear it coming because it is also like the ec4 an electric car and for everyone that is amazed by the outside wait till they check out the inside where it's all screens from the mirrors which are screens to the digital driver display to two screens next to each other which include the ability to plug in using a mains plug anything you want pretty much into the car and even an hdmi so whereas citroen decided to put a tablet holder on the ec4 Honda decided to let you plug your tablet into the car so you can watch it in your car. Now, let's be honest, I have to be honest with you, the screen on the Honda E is over 12 inches, so it's a nice big screen, but it's still not as good as a screen on my iPad Pro, so I'm still more likely to want to watch it on my iPad Pro, but maybe it's not for the driver, maybe it's for the passenger that comes in the car and wants to watch something on there. And I'm not suggesting, by the way, that you can watch this while driving, you can't, this is only when stationary those wing mirrors those digital wing mirrors fantastic not only do they look really cool they're more aerodynamic but actually having a view inside the car is much much easier and much clearer than looking through those windows which might well be dirty after driving in the rain and the dirt coming off the road so a big improvement there the downside if there is a downside of the honda e is of course 
the range. So it's meant to do around 130 miles. However, in real world usage, it's probably more like 70 miles if you drive really, really gently. And that means that driving distance from, say, Eastbourne to London, which is two locations which I travel between, means that you're going to have trouble if you get stuck in traffic, you're going to have trouble if you're stuck in any situation where you're not just coasting along there and being as efficient as possible. Should this be a problem for the Honda E? Well, no, the Honda E is a city car. It's not designed to be driven long distances. It's designed to be driven around the town or the city where you live, doing it in an efficient, quiet manner. It's got a really tight turning circle. It's really quite small, but still spacious inside, which is a bit of a surprise. It's incredibly comfortable considering, and it's just a, an all round exciting car to drive and really the range doesn't matter because you drive around the city you'll never run out just plug it in at home and you're sorted if you do go out well further then you need to take into consideration you're probably gonna have to stop a couple of times at rapid charges but if you expect that and you prepare for that then it shouldn't be a problem Let's not deny the fact that there are changes coming to electric cars that are really, really exciting. Just look at the Kia EV6, which I've got a couple of shorts on on the channel. The EV6 is able to charge 800 volts, which means four and a half minutes of charging gives it around 60 miles of range. That essentially is just like a petrol car. You're able to top up your electric car with enough power to go the distance of 60 miles in four and a half minutes. That's just like a normal petrol stuff. And when all cars are capable of doing that, and it's going to require a lot of infrastructure, let's not joke about that. It's going to take a lot of work to get charging up to that level. But when that does happen, it will mean that electric cars are no different than petrol cars. And range won't even be a consideration to take into account because it won't matter four and a half minutes or quicker, and you'll have enough power to take you to the next destination. So that's exciting for the future, but for the now, both the EC4 and the Honda E are both really interesting cars which have different strengths and different features and different audiences, I would say, in terms of size and where they're aimed. But they're both cars I really, really like. There are a ton of videos, or hopefully a ton of videos, coming on the Honda E on my channel. I'll give it a full review. I'm going to show you the tech inside it. We might do a range test. We're just going to see what we can bring out on that car. But I have to be honest, the Honda E is the most fun car that I've driven forever i would say and you know and if i was going to buy an electric car right now i'd probably buy honda e because i think it's awesome i really do would it be suitable for me for long distance driving no but in a city it would be fantastic so those are just some thoughts from me on the tech in the car podcast i am hoping to have some guests back joining me again maybe when i do we go back to video if you enjoyed this then please check out the channel and i'll be back next week with some more thoughts maybe some more complete thoughts on the Honda e or whatever news is going on in the world of cars thank you very much to everyone for listening and i'll see you soon
Um, so, so personally, I'm a Japanese car guy. So in terms of when I think of fun cars, it's the old 90s era of Japanese cars.